This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan here. I am delighted to be back with you for another podcast episode. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing quite well, I have to say. So I think I've shared on the podcast that my children are both currently in school for in-person learning. And it's great. (laughs) It's really great. It allows me a lot of time at home working to do the things that I need to do. And this week, however, my daughter was home for two days of remote learning due to some COVID cases and investigations they were doing at her school. And so exercising extreme caution, the decision was made that they would do remote learning for two days this week. And so when I got the announcement, which was like the night before she was going to be home the next day, I was a little bit nervous and thinking about how much time and energy I would need to put into supervising her, making sure she was paying attention, making sure she was doing what the teachers had instructed them to do at given points throughout the day. And my daughter is six, right? She's in the first grade. So for those of you with small children, you know what it's like for them to do remote learning. And I have to tell you, I was so pleasantly surprised. The difference in her ability to pay attention and complete her work now, which is November, versus you know, earlier in the school year, September, just two months ago, is dramatically different. I think, one, the teachers have mastered it at an extraordinary level. And that time in the classroom to set routines and to set expectations and to help the students become familiar with the computer programs they would be using was time so well spent. And even though she was home these last few days, I was still able to not need to be there supervising everything. And it was the best thing ever. And I just was thinking about the value of better, the value of just a better experience and even taking remote learning as an example that many of you are dealing with the value of just have it going better, right? Like you can compare what it was like in March of this year to maybe what it is now. And there's just so many more things that have been figured out. So many more like 
normal things that weren't normal before, but are now, right? Like it's a resetting of normalcy and it creates just an amazing experience. And so as I thought about marriage, it made me also think about the value of better, right? Like the value of just having a better marriage, the value of arguing a little bit less, the value of having less tension on a daily basis, the value of getting along, the value of being able to make simple decisions together, the value of being able to have just a regular friendly conversation about your day, the value of going to sleep and not being angry with each other, the value of waking up in the morning and really wanting to say good morning, right? And I want you to think about that. No matter where you are in your marriage right now, I want you to just think about the value and the impact of having a better experience. Now, that could be going from like a one to a level four, right? Or it could be going from like a level five to a level eight or nine. But just get yourself into thinking about what it might be like to have a better experience and why you want that. What's the impact in your life if you had a better experience? What does it matter? How would your day be different? How would how you feel be different if you were having a better experience in your marriage? And it's important to think about your why because that is the driver of your motivation. And so what I'm going to be doing in this episode is really just sharing with you a three-part framework that I use to help my clients have a better experience in their marriage. Now, for some, again, that may mean like your marriage just goes from good to great. And for others, it may go from like poor to okay, right? Wherever you are, it doesn't matter. These principles, this framework works for all of it. But you have to have the desire and motivation on the front end. And you have to be clear. And you have to be compelled to do some of these things. Because the three things I'm going to be talking about sort of go against what you've probably been doing and it's going to feel kind of like you're a fish out of water. That is a good thing. There is no growth. There is no betterment for your marriage when it feels comfortable. And I want to encourage you to embrace a little bit of discomfort. I want to encourage you to embrace things feeling awkward and a little bit clunky and a little bit uncertain. Because oftentimes what happens is people become comfortable in their discomfort because it is familiar. So if you're used to not really talking to your husband, if you're used to living like roommates, then some of these things that we're going to be talking about are going to feel out of place with your concept of yourself and the dynamics in your marriage. That's a good thing right? When what you want is a marriage where you feel close, when what you want is a marriage where you can talk and genuinely connect and be vulnerable and feel supported and encouraged in whatever you're going through. That is what you want. And if that's not your reality right now, 
the pathway to getting there is going to be a little bit unfamiliar to you. And a lot of times when things are unfamiliar, that is just code word for it's uncomfortable. So lean into it. And let's dive into these three things that I want to share with you from this framework. So the first thing is kind of what I would consider phase one for having a better marriage, having a better experience in your marriage. And that first phase, this first part of the framework is big picture thinking. And so when I'm talking about big picture thinking, I am really talking about zooming out from the day-to-day frustrations, the moment-by-moment sense of lack and not good enoughness that you believe about your husband or that you believe about your marriage together. And so when you take a step back and you look at the big picture, what that often does is it balances out the image you have of him. It balances out the perspective you have because our brains are conditioned. They're sort of front loaded to think negatively. And so if you're already feeling like things are not going the way that you want, if you're already feeling like he's let you down or he's a disappointment in some way, shape or form, that gets magnified in your mind unconsciously a lot of the times. And so when you are paying attention to, when you are operating out of big picture thinking, you strive to see things as accurately as possible instead of having this sort of myopic, skewed, slanted, jaded view of your husband or the situations that you guys encounter as a couple. And so looking at this marriage, right? Looking at your marriage from this bird's eye view, this big picture view, what you're going to be able to then do is see where things are just off and where things are not off. And the things that are off, I want you to really evaluate if those things are deal breakers, Because many times the things that we feel are off or we're upset about or disappointed about in isolation always feel like deal breakers because it's the thing we are obsessed with thinking about. But when you look at the context of other things that are in place that are actually legitimate deal breakers, then it creates a more level playing field. And what I mean by that is many times when I ask people, to balance out their view of their marriage, they forget the basics. They forget things like my husband is a provider, right? (laughs) He works hard and he provides for our family. My husband is a protector. My husband is not a philanderer, right? He is not an compulsive liar. He is not driving us into bankruptcy, right? So those things sort of get neglected because many people just think like, well, of course, I would never be with someone who was like that. But you want to be accurate. Those things, if they're not a part of your your marriage, you want to give credit there so you can really see things accurately and then more realistically look at 
is the thing that I'm upset about now a legitimate deal breaker when put in context with these other things that for sure are deal breakers, okay? And you just want to open yourself up to seeing things differently. I think that is the most important takeaway from this part in terms of big picture thinking. You just want to open yourself up to seeing the bigger things happening that maybe when you're sort of in the weeds, you just don't notice at all. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is this distinction between perspectives that help and perspectives that hurt. So if your marriage is not a 10 in your mind right now, it's likely that there have been some things that have happened, some things your husband might have done or said that you did not agree with, you did not like, or you did not appreciate. And so those things are events or situations. And a lot of times what happens is we layer on a perspective to the facts. So for example, you might ask your husband, what time is he going to be home from work? And he might say nothing. (laughs) Or he might say, I don't know. I'll just let you know, right? Now, the thing that happened is he said, I don't know. I'll let you know. And a lot of times we could just leave it at that. But no, right? Our brains want to add a little drama to that. Like, oh, he's not trying to communicate with me or he's not trying to tell me what I'm asking or he's trying to keep something from me or he's just trying to be difficult whatever, right? There's so many things we tell ourselves just based on a sentence that came out of our husband's mouth. And you want to be cognizant of if the perspective you layer on to situations is one that is helpful to you and what you want your marriage to be like, or is one that is harmful to you and what you want your marriage to be like, right? And you want to really question your perspective. So again, in this instance, he's like, I don't know. I'll just let you know. You could, if you were adopting a perspective that helps, decide, oh, he just wants to be really accurate. Or he doesn't want to tell me one thing and then have to backtrack and tell me another. He doesn't want to set up a false expectation about what time he's going to be home when he legitimately doesn't know right? That's a perspective that helps because now you're seeing that you both want the same thing. Now you're seeing your husband as an ally and not an enemy. Now you're giving him the benefit of the doubt and your impression of him is more positive than if you're telling yourself, oh, he's being difficult, right? There's no way to feel but frustrated and aggravated if the story you're constantly telling yourself about your husband is that he's difficult. So you want to be super aware of your lens. Is your interpretation of things helpful or harmful? And a lot of times, the reason we adopt one lens or another actually doesn't have much to do with our husband, but it comes from our conditioning, our lived experiences, and our own issues. And so many times 
my clients are dealing with a lens of rejection, meaning that they see and experience life from this belief that they are unwanted, they are uncared for, they are not deeply and truly loved. And so when that is your lens, then for sure you are going to be more likely to adopt perspectives that reinforce that rejection narrative. And so you want to be onto yourself about that. You want to notice it and attribute what you might be feeling in a given situation to the real cause, right? Which may not actually be what your husband said, but what your father said to you 30 years ago, right? So in doing this, right, and being able to assess if you're adopting a perspective that helps or one that is harmful, you want to be really asking yourself, is this really true? Right? Like, is it really true that my husband is difficult? Now, depending on where you are in your relationship, you may answer yes. And there may be some truth to that. But even if it is true, it's sort of, you want to begin to ask, how does it serve you to think that and to continue to think it? Right? Like, sometimes you have random thoughts that come to you, but you do get to decide how much you entertain it. So I want to leave you on this particular point with something that has always been helpful for me. And I think no matter what is happening in your marriage, you want to come at it from what is the most emotionally healthy thing for me? What is the most loving perspective I can take so that I can feel better and I can lead with love in this interaction with my husband? And so for me, what has been so helpful is just the simple thought, this is happening for me or all of this is working for my good. And being a marriage coach, especially, and also having a marriage, there are times when I could easily adopt a perspective that's not helpful and think like, oh, I had this issue in my marriage. Who am I to help someone else? And what I've trained myself to do is to always believe that everything I encounter, everything I experience is for me, is working for my good. And you can adopt that in your marriage as well. It's really the hallmark of having a growth mindset and really not ever being so jaded in your thinking that you can't find a growth opportunity or you can't find something good to come out of even really challenging situations. And when you can get yourself to the place of really believing that this is happening for you and that it's all for your good, that's where you can really open the door to forgiveness and healing, which is, I would say, the most foundational piece of being able to ever have a perspective that's helpful. When you are willing to forgive, when you are willing to offer grace, and when you are willing to soothe yourself, right, and heal from some of the things that you perceive to be harmful or hurtful in the course of being in this marriage. Okay, so number two, be aware if you have a perspective that's helpful to the kind of marriage you want or a perspective that's harmful to what you're trying to create. All right, so number three, 
in this framework is probably my favorite, but also one of the most challenging, which is consistently showing up as the person you want to be. So in order for your marriage to be better, in order for you to have a better experience in your marriage, you have to start taking different actions than the ones you're probably taking now. It's pretty simple, right? It's almost like if you're trying to lose weight, you probably just need to eat a little bit differently than how you're eating now. And then the results will be there. It works the same in any area of your life. If you want to be more wealthy, you probably have to change some of your spending habits or you need to change your income, which requires a change of action in some way, shape, or form. And so I think this is the part that we want to conveniently forget when it comes to our marriage. If you want a better marriage, you have to take better actions. And it's the thought work, right? The first two steps that I just shared with you, that when you elevate your thinking, your behaviors, your responses, your reactions to things in your marriage also elevates. And then you are able to show up consistently as the person you want to be in a better marriage. And so in order to do this, you are going to have to really master the skill of self-reflection. You're going to have to be able to look at yourself now and be really clear about what is it that you are doing? How is it that you are being that is creating some of the issues in your marriage? So if you and your husband are arguing more than you would like, you want to be looking at how do you contribute to the arguments? How do you escalate the arguments? How do you perpetuate the arguments? And this is a really easy one because it takes two people to argue, right? You could just stop trying to prove your point and the argument is done. And so consistently showing up as yourself does require you to be brutally and lovingly if there's a way to do that together, honest with yourself. And I think another feature that's really important about this is that your commitment has to be to you showing up as your best and highest self and not necessarily you doing these things to make your husband respond differently to you. And that's a hard one because a lot of times when you feel like you are the one doing the right thing, you're reaching out, you're really careful with your words and how you phrase things, and he doesn't respond positively, it can feel like it wasn't worth it to take those positive actions. And what I want you to know is that it's always worth it because whenever you are stepping up into your best and highest version of you you will always be rewarded for that. And it may not look like him finally getting it or your husband seeing the light, but somewhere down the road, you will be rewarded for being the bigger person. And even if immediately that reward just looks like you feeling proud of yourself, You being able to go to bed knowing that you did the right thing, you said the right thing, you tried. I often tell some of my clients, I'm like, God sees it all. 
right? Like you're trying to make sure your husband notices what you're doing. And then you feel very defeated when he doesn't, but God sees it. And God is the one that's in control and in power of all things. So he's the one you want to impress. He's the one you want to be working to acknowledge, right? And appreciate what you're doing. I sort of hesitated there because it's sort of like, God loves you regardless. Like, it doesn't really matter. You don't need to do anything to earn his love. But I think it is important to know that, like, what you're doing is never in vain, right? And it's always in service of you, right? Just think about how much better you feel when you can understand your husband and actually come to a conversation listening rather than just trying to prove your point. I want you to think about the peace that you experience in that type of conversation versus when you come already frustrated on the level 10 of annoyance and you can't even talk fast enough because the thoughts are just coming like, you know, like bullets, right? Daggers striking him and telling him how wrong he is. That doesn't feel good, right? And it's not who you really want to be. And so consistently showing up as the person you want to be means you're open to being the emotional leader. You're open to reaching out when it would be easier to shut down. You're open to communicating vulnerably, like what's really on your heart rather than just blaming him for everything, right? When you're showing up as your best, you really moderate how much you complain or how much you try to control him. And you just accept him right where he is with love, right? When you're showing up as your best, you're managing your emotions. You're doing the mindset work that helps you to not be so offended and not so upset by all the things happening. So these are the broad strokes of the framework for how to have a better marriage. Doing these things, having a big picture perspective, having an awareness of the perspectives that help versus the perspectives that are harmful, and continuing to show up as your best will, without a doubt, give you a better experience in your marriage. And that better experience is 100% first in you and how you feel. And then the ripple effects will be evident in the dynamics between you and your husband because you are bringing a different energy to those interactions. You're bringing a better energy, which without a doubt will create a better marriage. So that's what I have for you today. If you liked this podcast, if you were like, okay, I can see why I need to have a big picture thinking while I need to look at my perspectives and while I need to consistently show up. And I could probably use some help with that, right? If that's what you're thinking, I want to invite you to coach with me. I have a six-month coaching program. It's one-on-one private coaching where each week, I will guide you and support you in applying the right mindset and the right thinking along with the right actions 
to dramatically improve the experience you have in your marriage. These are the techniques that work right away because they are only dependent on you and what you are thinking and what you are feeling. Doesn't require one of those two-hour long conversations trying to convince your husband to understand the thing that you're so upset about. We can just cut all of that out. It's totally unnecessary. I will teach you how to manage those issues in a radically different way that creates a radically different experience in your marriage. And so let's have a conversation. You can reach out on my website. It's drshavon.com and schedule a complimentary consultation with me. I will hear everything that's going on in your marriage. I will share with you exactly how to apply this framework to what you are experiencing. And then we will decide if it's a good fit to work together. Simple as that. There's no downside to taking advantage of this opportunity to speak with me. So you can find all the details for how to do that on my website. It's D-R-C-H-A-V as in Victor, O-N-N-E. Dot com. And I will be back with you next week. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On to When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.